Well, good evening, everyone. I want to say to you, welcome to our Tuesday evening webcast. We're coming on live, and I hope we have people joining with us already. We're behind schedule and behind time and didn't do our countdown or have our normal opening because we're having some technical issues here in uh, the studio and in our control room. So I hope that you will bear with us because I believe God has something really powerful to say and Satan would like to hinder the message that I have for you tonight or whether you're watching somewhere in the world and it happens to be morning, I want to say to you, you have a wonderful day. Well, we're going to go to prayer and we're going to believe God that he's going to touch people, he's going to heal people, he's going to give you a break out from bondages and the spirit of rejection. You know, rejection is a big, big thing that many people, many Christians deal with rejection. And I would say that all of us have been rejected one time or another, or we have felt rejection. So before we get started in the broadcast or the webcast here this evening of my teaching and ministry time, let it me pray with you and believe God and you that's watching on Lightcast. If you want to come over to Facebook and comment, uh, I'll have to, you'll have to do that because we've had some computer crashes that I'll tell you about and that I'm not able to use my laptop. We're having to use it to be able to even broadcast to you this evening. So let's pray and ask God's blessings here on the time together that you and I join together. Father, as we come together in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for another privilege and for another opportunity that we have to minister life, healing, and deliverance to people in different parts of the world. Lord Jesus, you're so good. You make a way where there is no way. You bring healing and deliverance, and you bring breakthroughs and breakouts to people that will call upon you. And I pray, Lord, today for all of those that have contacted us through Facebook and other means that healing will come to those. And if they're watching this evening, Lord, that you'll open their hearts and their minds to where they will see you and know that you are alive and that you care about them. Father, I just believe you that tonight or this morning where they're watching from, that the glory of God will manifest himself in a supernatural way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Well, uh, I'm glad that once again, let me say I'm glad that you're joining us and just now getting my iPad all queued up here to see who is there with us on Facebook. And I see my daughter watching, I see Richard Harper, I see Judy Baldwin, I see Cliff Cook, Mike from over in Georgia, Shirley Fuller, Judy Baldwin. And anyway, we're glad that you're here and others that I don't know and you're not letting me know who you are but that's okay too as long as you're watching and I want to just uh, sort of fill you in a little bit uh, obviously if you tuned in you could see that I was not in our service here in Dallas this past Sunday I was actually speaking and ministering in a city called Warner Robins Georgia just south of Macon Georgia and my did we have an awesome time did we have an awesome time? Uh, I see um, Myrna, I see Tina, I see Leonard, I see Marilyn, and I just pray that as all of you that are tuning in, uh, you will just open your heart and be blessed of the Lord in a supernatural way. You know, this, this, um, this is past weekend, as I told you, we had someone filling in with us for us, and that was that was Jim and Becky Pierce. They're just awesome ministers, and um, it was so good to have them take my place. You know, we left. My wife and I were left this past Wednesday, and we went to Atlanta, 
And then from Atlanta, we went to Charleston, South Carolina, and there we were with Joyce Meyer. And, and then we went from there to Savannah, from Savannah to Warner Robins, Georgia, from Warner Robins back to Atlanta, and Atlanta back to Dallas. We got back into Dallas yesterday afternoon. And so uh, it's so good to be back. And you know, on our trip and where I ministered Sunday, it was a huge church and with our dear friends that used to be here with us, Daryl and Kristen Yarborough, huge church, beautiful facility. My goodness, it was just absolutely uh, wonderful to be with them and to see God's power anointing move. And the pastor told me they got so many great reports of, of the this, this service that we had. And one of the things that we got to do, we got to be with friends. Yes, we did. Uh, I, I see Pamela T T Crawford watching, and we got to be with her and her husband. Actually, I did their ceremony. I won't tell you how long. If I do, she'll get on to me. I won't tell you when I did it, but they were there in the meetings, and it was such a blessing. We got to spend time with them. We had one of my friends that used to actually work with me and work for me in the ministry that I hadn't seen in 40 years drove to the meeting. I hadn't seen him or heard from him or knew about him in 40 years. He heard I was going to be there uh, on Facebook and, and he came to the meeting. It was so awesome to see him and then we saw Pastor Al Rowan and Linda. We got to spend some time with them and uh, my it was just an awesome trip in so many different ways with Joyce Meyer, uh, with all of our friends and being able to minister and then having Jimmy and Becky Pierce to take over while we were uh, away. But I'll be back here this Sunday and I'll be ministering. And I, I'm just believing that the Holy Spirit is just going to help people. You know, this past Sunday as I ministered, I just really prayed and said, God, give me the message that people need. And there was hundreds of people there in the service this past Sunday. And I just, I just know, and one person, one person told me, you know, I, at the end, I, I had people to come up at the front. And, and I went down and laid hands on them. And when I did, one person told me, they said, I haven't spoken in, in tongues in a long, long time. It's the first time I've spoken in tongues. Well, that was a refreshing, a refiring, a renewing. And so that, that's what I, I believe that God wants to happen. And so this evening, I'm going to get into the subject matter of rejection. And as I get into this, I want to just tell you from... Isaiah chapter 53, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 3, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So everything that you've ever gone through, everything that you'll ever go through, Jesus has already gone through it for you. You don't have to live in bondages, rejection, fears. You can let Jesus heal you everywhere you hurt. You know, um, as I sit here, there, there, there's many different things that can cause rejection. It can start, you know, actually at, at birth. Somebody said, really? It can start at birth? Yes, it can, especially as I get into this, if the parents don't bond or abandon or want nothing to do with you at the birth. And I'm, I'm going to be talking more about that in just a little bit. But, you know, I see people from all walks of life that deal with rejection. Many of them will not admit it. Some of them don't know they even are dealing with rejection. And as I said, and you may have missed it when we first come on, I think we all sometimes deal with rejection. But the Bible says he was despised, rejected by man. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Jesus was rejected. But Jesus never let the rejection get on the inside of you. You know, as I said, it can start at an early age and cause you a lot of trouble. Whether intentional or not, 
the effect on a child who is rejected by a parent or possibly both parents can be devastating. The result is often low self-esteem, self-doubt, depression, and often the impact lasts into adulthood. And even after people give their heart and life to Christ, they don't know how to rid themselves of the spirit of rejection. And they live their whole life with the spirit of rejection. God doesn't want you living in rejection. He wants you to live in peace. He wants you to live in the blessings of God. And you know, where there's depression, there's usually, usually rejection. The need for love and acceptance. Self-worth is one of the strongest needs of our nature. That spirit of rejection upon people it will bring listen to this what the spirit of rejection will bring fears phobia anxiety self-pity want to blame others and be easily offended you know I've talked about I've talked about offense a number of times and and one of the things that I really I really see in the body of Christ is people so easily offended. Uh, let me stop here just a minute. This is Josie. She says, good morning. And so the reason why she's saying good morning, she is talking to me from Cebu, Philippines, which is 14 hours ahead of us. So it's nine o'clock in the morning on Wednesday morning. And Josie, said good morning I really need this topic now because I've been rejected by numbers of churches in some cities to help the special families it hurts but I just look for another church or a place to receive these special families wow isn't that awesome that she just goes to to help but she's rejected and and I understand that, and I'll talk about that. And I just see here where um, uh, I, I see Pastor Al Roy, and it, it was so good Sunday. We got to spend maybe two and a half to close to three hours, well, with lunch, and, and then going to their house and their home. We got to spend about three hours with them, and, and um, um, it was just really wonderful. He said, great having you in Georgia, seeing the spark of the Holy Ghost revival. Miss everyone, but know the ministry's going forward. Thank you, Pastor Al. And then he was sharing with me the great results that they had up in Pennsylvania just a few days ago before we arrived. They just got back from Pennsylvania from great meetings up there in the churches they pastored there. And... Um, Anyway, Pastor Al, we, we, we just pray that God's blessings was on you. And my, you and Linda just seemed so happy. My goodness, you just seemed so happy. And it was really good to see you uh, basking in the joy of the Lord. Now, as we came on, I shared with you, we've had some really major situations here. We've had several computers. We've had three computers to crash, and so we're barely on the air. We're barely on the air, and I don't have my laptop because it's being used in the control room. And so uh, just stay with me. And there's uh, Char uh, Solly from Toronto. You're such a blessing, Solly, and thank you for supporting our ministry. And I see Sharon uh, from down in Trinidad. Sharon, bless you so much. I just appreciate all that what you and Chris is doing uh, down in Trinidad with Pastors Modi and Ivy. And uh, thank you for joining in with us tonight all the way in Trinidad. Bless you so much. But I, I started saying that the spirit of rejection springs fears, phobias, anxiety, self-pity. And then it makes you want to blame others. And, and then, as I said, easily offended let me just reiterate what I said. Are you offended? You know, uh, Friday morning, Friday morning we were with uh, Joyce Meyer in Charleston, South Carolina, and I think there was about 12,000 
ladies <clears throat> attending the meeting Friday morning and and uh, and then a number of people they allowed to watch online and I know there must have been seven se uh, several thousands watching online I don't know how many they they opened it up to to watch on online and anyway Joyce came out in the beginning and she said I, I, I want to talk about forgiveness here for a moment before we really get into my message and you know they had had the worship and praise and, and it was wonderful but she said before we get started she said this conference will do you no good if you've got offense if you've got a if you've got unforgiveness in your heart she said you might as well get it right now you're just going to waste your time being here and all the money you've spent to get here and your registration fee if you've got forgive, unforgiveness in your heart and you're not willing to get it out. She said, how many of you here watching? How many of you here in the service, she said, uh, has um, unforgiveness in your heart? And, and there was thousands and thousands that raised their hands. I think she said, I believe I'm correct to say, she said that it looked like 70% of hands went up that they had unforgiveness in their heart or they needed to forgive someone. So I, I'm just telling you that the devil is out to rob and to steal and to kill and to take your joy, however he can do that. And see, as I said, I don't want to just keep repeating this over and over again, but, but you know, rejection, the word rejection doesn't really describe everything that I'm saying. We know the word, but we don't know the effects. A lot of people don't know the effects that rejection has. And, and it, it, it's, it's people too, when you really have the spirit of rejection on you, you, you just need approval. You know, I, I see so many ministers that after they get through ministering, that they, they, they just look around for people to say something, something complimentary about what they've done or what they've said because they are dealing with rejection themselves. They still have insecurity in their life. But I'm honest with you tonight, you know. Oh, oh I like approval. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I like approval. I like compliments. Who doesn't like compliments if they're real? I don't want compliments if they're not real. But, you know, I, I appreciate approval. But I, I don't need the approval after I've finished a message for someone to tell me that the service was good or the Holy Spirit ministered. I understand and know when it's good and when it isn't. So I don't need someone's approval after I've ministered. All I know is I just want to be in the will of God and be helpful to people. You know, I see children uh, desiring the approval of their dad or their mother. And just recently I had having a conversation with someone and as I was having this conversation with someone, they said to me, I've always wanted my dad to give me approval and, and show me appreciation. But mostly, uh, my dad reminds me of the things that I don't do up to his expectation. So therefore, I never feel like I'm good enough for my dad and you see that right there if you let it inside you it'll cause you to be re rejected feel rejected and go through life with insecurity but I ministered to this person and I said you know uh, you have to look at who you are in Christ God would never reject you. Jesus would never reject you. But Jesus was rejected that you don't have to be rejected. And you know, the Bible says that he was a man of sorrows. And um, he was a man of, acquainted with grief. And he said, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And when you start thinking about that, don't let grief set in because someone doesn't give you an approval that you need. You know, I want you to listen to this scripture in Isaiah. Isaiah 49, Isaiah 49 and verse 15 says, 
Oh, this, 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 this verse of scripture is touching. This, this verse of scripture is really, is really powerful that I'm about to read. I want you to get ready for this. Isaiah 49, 15. Can a mother forget the infant at her breast? Walk away from the baby she bore? But even if mothers forget, I'd never forget you. Never. Isn't that powerful? I want to read it again. Can a mother forget the infant at her breast and walk away from the baby she bore? I know so many mothers that have walked away from their babies when they're born or neglected them as time went on and didn't show them love. I know people that told me their mother neglected them or abandoned them and didn't have anything to do with them. Sometimes an adopted person can feel that way. But if you've got adopted parents that love you and chose you, don't ever look back and say that you were rejected. You were chosen. Think about that. You were chosen. Your parents may not have wanted to take care of you or was capable of taking care of you, but you had parents that chose you. Now, I want to read it the third time because it's so powerful. And it says, Can a mother forget the infant at her breast, walk away from the baby she bore? But even if mothers forget, I'd never forget you. And you know, you can read the next verse. And the next verse says, God has your name written on the palms of his hands. Isn't that something? God has your name written on the palms of your hands. You know, I, I'm going to bring up something here. I, I, I'm going to bring up. Cliff Cook, Pastor Cliff Cook says, yes, I was adopted at one year old. Well, Pastor Cook, I don't know what the, I didn't know that. I never knew that about you. But you were chosen. Somebody chose you. So you got something to be thankful for. And you know, some people, they really let what people say to them bother them. And as I was younger, I used to get my feelings hurt very easy. I used to be let rejection bother me. And I would just, what I was about to bring up, two or three things here, but you know, at my age right now, you know, I, my wife always tells me, you, you don't have to tell people how old you are. Well, I understand that, and she means, and I, I love you, Sharon. But I just want people to know that just because I'm 76 and just a little over two months, maybe three, I'm going to be 77. And did you know there's pastors now that will not invite me to speak in their church anymore? Oh, they call me a legend. Oh yeah, I got many of them that call me a legend, but won't have me in their pulpits anymore because of my age. Well, you know what? You know what? I'm more benefit now with the wisdom that God's given me over the years than I was when I ministered in places when I was younger. Now, I'm not against the young. Don't you, don't you dare think that I'm saying that because God needs the young people standing in the gap and raising up. But the younger ones needs people with age and wisdom to help guide them. And say, I've learned how to deal with hurt. There's different kinds of hurt that you can get. You know, the hurt of a, of a loved one that, that dies too early. You know, when an aged person in their 90s or 100 or 80s of something like that, late 80s or something, it's more expected because we're all going to die. But it hurts us more when someone is younger 
and they pass on before they've had a chance to live their life out. So there's all kinds of hurt. There's hurts of people talking about you, people rejecting you, and people doing you wrong, and people talking behind your back. But you know, if someone doesn't want me because of my age, you think that I'm going to allow that to... Uh, you think I'm going to allow that to uh, cause me to get mad at them, be offended at them, be mad at God? I knew I would age. I knew I would grow older. And so I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm just grateful that God has given me the ability to do what I do. To minister the Word of God and not be angry and not be frustrated. <laughs> Here I am laughing and just a moment ago I was almost crying. But the other day somebody said to me on Facebook, they said, How is it that you being so ugly can have such a beautiful wife? <laughs> You know, they said, how is it that you being so ugly, you can have such a beautiful wife? Well, you know what? That didn't, that didn't faze me. That didn't bother me. If they think I'm ugly, then that's their business. That's their problem. I, I, I may not have the features that other people have, and my face, short face, it is what it is. And, and I, I smile. Maybe somebody says, well, you sure smile a lot. Well, if you was in my position, or maybe you should smile a little better, a little more often too. Maybe that might help you. But that's one reason I smile a lot is because I know my features may not be uh, as someone else's is. But you know what? Uh, I'm happy in my skin. I am. I'm happy in my skin. So when that person said that to me, it, it didn't bother me in the least. I just laughed it off and said, and I actually prayed for the person. I actually prayed for the person that, that God would let them see that if a person's features are not what they think is pretty or, or nice, God doesn't look on the outward appearance, he looks on the heart. So you can be nice looking, but you can have an ugly temperament. You can have an ugly attitude. So I thought maybe this person might have an ugly attitude. So I just said, Lord, help their attitude. So it didn't bother me. So there, there's, you know, and, I, and, and uh, today on Facebook, I had someone to call me a devil. I had someone call me a devil today on Facebook. And, uh, but you know, <laughs> I can't. when people do this kind of stuff, you know, why should I take it in? Why should I let it bother me or you? See, I don't have a spirit of rejection. I don't have a spirit of insecurity because I know who I am. And so when people say stuff, I just, I just, uh, um, I just laugh it off. You know, uh, Patsy's saying, you're handsome, friend. Well, thank you, Patsy, for saying that. Um, I really appreciate that. James Page says, much hurt to endure in this world, but I'm so thankful for ministers like you that operate in love. God's grace heals our hurts. Um, and then, thank you, James. Uh, you are immensely valuable to all of us. And then Sharon down in Trinidad, you're powerful and anointed man of God. Those who fail to recognize and appreciate that, they're lost. You've been such a blessing. Your ministry is a blessing. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, and then somebody else here, Gloria, she said, you're so handsome and full of wisdom. And yes, Pastor Sharon, it's beautiful. Well, you know... Uh, that, that's it, you know, just, just be happy in your own skin. Just be happy in your own skin. And so 
when you when you know who you are in Christ, you know that's 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 what happens. You know when 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 a person goes through a divorce. You know I, I'm blessed with a wonderful wife, and I've never had to go through that. Now, I've had two sons. I've got two sons that's been through uh, both of them terrible divorces. They weren't easy. They weren't fun for them. It wasn't. It wasn't good for them. So I, I really have compassion for people that go through divorce, especially when you've been rejected by someone. When you have someone that chooses, if you've got someone that chooses someone else instead of you, that can leave you with a spirit of rejection if you allow it to. So many times, you know, I just got a, I just, oh my. Right before I went on the air, someone just texted me and, and said, I go from relationship to relationship. I just don't know how to choose a companion and it seems like everyone I get is worse. Well, you know why? You know why? They have a spirit of rejection. And so when you have a spirit of rejection and insecurity, sometimes people will, sometimes people will give their bodies away thinking that will make them accepted or they will find worth from someone by giving their bodies away. You know, I, I, I was so touched when I, 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 this person texted me a few minutes ago and said, I just go from relationship to relationship because I don't know how to choose. I don't know how to choose. See, when, you're, when you have no self-worth, when you have no value of yourself, that's what happens, you're looking for it. Rejection causes a need for acceptance, a need to feel loved. You feel not worthy, you feel guilt, you feel shame. Depression from rejection attaches itself to that part of our nature which desires love and acceptance and the need for self-worth. See, a Christian needs to be set free and not live their life looking for love, looking for acceptance because God loves you. God loves you. See, there's so many ways that rejection can come Maybe you interviewed for a job or a, or a better position and they chose someone else rather than you so therefore you felt rejected when you didn't get the job or the better position that you interviewed for. Possibly you got fired or you lost your job and um, that caused you to feel like you weren't worth you had no worth because you were fired or you lost your job. And maybe you were an aged person and they removed you and put in a younger person. It's happening all the time. I mean, it's not just in the church. It's a shame, though, in the church that the aged people are being pushed to the back. The aged people in the church is being pushed. Do you know why that's we, we, we started Experience Life Church or changed our name to Experience Life? Because the aged people with great wisdom are being pushed aside to bring the young ones in. See, what, what we need is not be pushed aside, but to walk hand in hand. Oh, I, I may not enjoy everything that younger people enjoy. I don't necessarily think it's wrong, but I don't enjoy some of the things they enjoy. They don't enjoy some of the things that I do. But this, should that keep us apart? Should that keep us separated? Should they reject us because we're older? You know, I sometimes see people in, in restaurants and 
see people that are elderly with a cane or in a chair or being helped and sometimes younger people will get bothered but why don't you just stop and smile when you see an, an aged person and let them know that they're they're valuable you know maybe you were young and you loved someone and they chose someone over you I guess most ever everybody's had that to happen when you were younger not everybody I had it happen to me and I could have I could have let that ruin my life and be mad and angry and upset. But you know, hey, they chose somebody other than me. That's their choice. But God gave me the most beautiful, wonderful person in the world for me. God gave me a woman that loves me, that protects me, that's loyal, that I, I could not replace her in any way whatsoever. So you you got to realize sometimes people that reject you, God's protecting you. Sometimes He's protecting you. You know, if you've been violated or abused, this can cause a person to feel rejected and that you're never good enough. Many, many women feel pain and shame because they they were violated and and it happens it happens to to boys as well it's not just women that are violated boys are violated too and they're abused and sometimes they feel guilt and 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 shame and never good enough now i'm about to make a statement I'm about to make a statement here. And, and as I make this statement, I want you to, to think about what I'm going to say. Uh, I, I've thought about this for a long time and I, I wrote this down. I don't remember when I wrote this down. I'd have to look on my notes. But knowing what I was going to be talking about, I wanted to say it tonight. When you think and believe your damaged goods, you will eventually lose good relationships and push people away who love you because you see yourself as no good. The most important relationship outside of your relationship with God is the relationship you have with yourself. I want to say that again. The most important relationship outside of your relationship with God is the relationship with yourself. See, if you've got a good relationship with yourself and you know who you are, then people can say things, people can do things, people can say words, try to hurt you, but you know, they can not keep their word, but when you really understand and know who you are, I want to say it again. When you think and you believe your damaged goods, you'll eventually lose relationships and push people away who love you because you see yourself as no good. Somebody, I'm talking to somebody, I'm ministering to somebody right now, that you feel that way. You feel that uh, you've been pushed aside and that you're damaged. You're damaged. You know, I heard Christine King say Friday night, I believe it was Friday night. She said when I was born, in, I believe it was Sydney, Australia, she said she was born. She said, I was born, left, unnamed. I was born, and the lady that I was in her belly when I was birthed, she left me and I had no name. Eventually I was adopted and given a name. But as I grew older, I was abused for 12 years. For 12 years, this was Christine Kane that said this Friday night. I was abused for 12 years. She said, I could feel sorry for myself 
But today, she's a great woman of God that's ministering to multitudes of people and ministered to 12,000 people in Charleston, South Carolina this weekend. See, many people let what happens to them happen in them. And, and you know, it's hard not to. It's hard not to. I know that's a, a good one-liner, but I try my best to live up to it. The things that happen to me, I, I do my best to have on the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, and, and I try to guard my heart so that I won't let the hurt stay there. I won't let the hurt damage me. I won't let the hurt cause me to be feeling like a rejected person. I don't let it cause me to get angry. See, I'm about to say something really powerful again. I'm about to say something really powerful again. When you're angry, you're at your weakest. When you're angry, you're your weakest. Anger is a result of fear, hurt, rejection, frustration. And that anger is coming from the inside of you. See, depression from rejection attaches itself to that part of our nature which desires love and acceptance and the need for self-worth. Are you going through something right now? Are you going through something right now where you feel like somebody's rejected you and you're letting it really burn you inside and bother you because somebody's rejected you? She says, earlier in life I was. Well, as I said a minute ago, so many was rejected. So many is, is or are being rejected this very moment while I speak. But Jesus will never reject you. Listen to this. Psalms 27 and 10. Psalms 27 and 10. I want you to listen to this. You got you to gotta, you gotta get this. You got to get this. I'm going to wait just a second here. I, I'm going to look and see what some of the people are saying. I was abused and I got through that. Thank you, Jesus. No, I'm not mad and angry and really forgave. I got a scripture here that I'm going to read in a minute. But I just want to take a second here and just be at peace. You know, sometimes it's time not to say anything. Sometimes people think they have to talk so fast and so quick that people can't even latch on to what you're saying. What you're saying, but I'm, I'm anointed right now. And I sense the presence of God so strong. Pastor, I'm sitting with someone now who just begin to weep as they hear your words. They're receiving healing from their past as we pray. Bless you, Michael. That's out in Arizona. That's my cousin. Thank you, Michael, for tuning in tonight. Isn't that precious? I'm sitting with someone now who just began to weep as they hear your words. They're receiving healing from their past as we pray. See, that's what this webcast is all about. It's not about me. It's about you and Jesus. Pastor Al Ruin, everyone is beautiful. Oh, thank you, Pastor Al. Everyone is beautiful if they bear the image of Christ. Everyone is beautiful. Oh, I miss Pastor Al. I told him, I told him Sunday, I said, you're my memory bank for all my songs. Uh, 
you, you got all the words to my songs and I miss you your singing. Well, I miss more than his singing. I miss him and Linda both. But uh, uh, <laughs> here's Sharon, my wife, saying Psalm 139, verse 14. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. T.F. Lim from Singapore. Bless you, T.F. Bless you. He said, praise the Lord for his mercies endure. I, I saw someone here just a few minutes ago. Let me just hold on. I'm, I'm going to read this scripture. Susanna. Bless you, Susanna. Amen. Yes, beautiful couple, Pastor Don and Sharon. I agree with what you're saying. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We love you and Pastor Sharon. Um, anyway, my iPad won't let me go any further back. Here's my nephew. My nephew says, when I'm in the presence of the Holy Spirit, nothing else matters. All hurt, worries, and problems melt away. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. And I feel him as I'm watching. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. That's my nephew. Thank you. What a blessing this message is doing for a lot of us. Praise the Lord. Mike is saying. You know, I'm going to give you this scripture, but I'm, I'm having you to wait. Because this, you know, I, I read the one from... Isaiah a few minutes ago and, I, and somebody may be joining in and um, and and the one I, this is not the scripture now I'm, I'm, I'm wanting you to wait but I, I can't help but almost weep every time I, I read this scripture can a mother forget the infant at her breast and walk away from the baby she bore but even if mothers forget I'd never forget you. I'd never forget you. Hmm. Now, here's the scripture. Get ready. Get ready. This is the scripture. Listen. Psalms 27 and 10. Although my father... And my mother have forsaken me. Yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his child. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Although my father and my mother have forsaken me, Yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his child. Joseph from the Philippines saying, I love that phrase, I'll never forget you. Joseph, what you're doing, ministering to these mothers with children with autism and ministering to the children as well and the pictures you sent me just today we're down on equipment and I can't do a lot and we just had two computers to crash I need somebody to help me buy some new computers I can't even use mine tonight because it's being used we couldn't even do the countdown tonight we couldn't even do the intro tonight because we've had three computers to crash. I know somebody's watching that could buy one or two computers. I don't know who you are, but I just know somebody could do it. You can send me a message on Messenger and say, I'll buy one, or you can just type it in here and say, I'll buy one. Um, my wife is saying, she's helping me preach tonight. She watches our great-granddaughter every Tuesday night while David's here, David's daughter. She's, she's watching him. She said, when you feel overwhelmed, 
Remember whose son or daughter you are and straighten your crown. Jesus, the almighty king, is our father. My wife was ministering to some ladies in the Philippines and I don't know, I wasn't in the room, but she told them to straighten their crown that they were a queen. No matter how or what had been done to them, once Jesus saved them and redeemed them and cleaned them and made them whole. Sharon, if you want to write in there what exactly you did say, that'll be good. But let me read it again. Although my father and my mother have forsaken me, yet the Lord will take me up, adopt me as his child. Isn't that powerful? See, some parents intentionally push their child away because they never wanted the responsibilities of being a parent. For others, it might be an unintentional because they were raised. You know, I, I did the best I could with mine. I, I didn't do everything right. You know, I, I, I didn't do everything right. I don't have a do-over. But my, you know, one's one of our one of our children, as you know, you, if you've watched me before, you, you know, he went to heaven when he was 15, but that left us with Tammy, David, and Timothy. Now I love Tammy, David, and Timothy. I love them all the same. I don't believe I love one more than the other. But you know, children sometimes can get into this rejection thing. And, and begin to say, you did this one for that one, or you did this for that one, and you didn't do this for me. And as I said, I didn't do everything right, but I don't have any do-overs. But I think all my children uh, thank you, Michael. He says, I don't know what I'll be able to give, but something I'll send a seed to help with the purchase of computers. Thank you. And I'm just telling you folks, <laughs> we're, we're barely on the air tonight. It's not our cameras. It's not our cameras. We've got four cameras in here and they're all working good. We're just using the one right now, but we've got four in here that we use on Sunday morning or when I have a guest. But the control room, it takes a lot of power to produce all of these different apps that we're on. See, some people that watch me on Facebook, they think Facebook is, we're just a Facebook ministry. Well, I appreciate Facebook, but don't misunderstand me. That's gracious that they, they give us the time. But what it takes for us to produce, we're on Roku, we're on Apple, we're on Cross TV, we're on Android, we're on Fire. Uh, and we're on Periscope, and we have to have computers that send the signal up, and then the company starts dividing it and sending it out, even YouTube. Uh, so if anybody wants to help with those computers, we use Mac computers, we can't use the Windows, we use the Mac computers, so we need them, and they're very expensive. But let me get back to preaching. We've got just a few minutes here. See, all my, my children, they have different personalities just like yours, they have different personalities. And honestly, I don't, I don't love one more than I do the other, and I may have. We may have done more for one than the other. I don't know. I don't know that. I hadn't, I hadn't sit down and, and looked at what I did here and looked at what I did there and looked at what I did there, or we. I, I just... Uh, Here's my daughter. I love you and mom a lot. <laughs> well, darling, I love you more than you'll ever know. I love you more than you'll ever know. I don't love one more than the other. Or would I give intentionally more to one than I would the other? But you see, here's what happens to people. If you're insecure, most of the time you'll perceive something 
that's not true. Whether it's true or untrue, if you perceive it, it's your truth. So you respond to what you perceive. You respond to what you perceive. So that's why I'm saying to you tonight that you can be free from insecurities. Thank you, Deborah, for, for turning over to uh, uh, Lightcast. I know that you're watching. I couldn't see because of a lack of computers. I couldn't watch the Lightcast. And so thank you for coming over on Facebook. I, I thought you would be watching, and I'm glad that you would. Uh, now I finally got on Facebook so I can share the service. Well, bless you. And that's something... You that are watching on Facebook, all of you, you can share on your timeline. God has anointed me to say some things tonight that I haven't said. And I want, I want a lot of people to be free from insecurity, from rejection. See, the good thing is you can overcome any type of insecurity that stems from childhood abuse of some kind, rejection, if you'll turn your life over completely to God and let Him heal that wound. See, just being born again doesn't change your soul. The wounds are in your soul, not necessarily in your spirit. Your spirit is where God comes in your spirit. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. So when Jesus comes in your spirit, it's not necessarily he comes in your soul. You have to bring him by renewing your mind into your soul. And a revelation of who you are in Christ, a revelation of who you are in Christ will change your life. It may not bring you change overnight, but God will help you change your thinking about yourself. And if you've been violated or abused, rejected by people you've loved, remember, God never rejected you. God never rejected you. Did you know Jesus was rejected by his own? The Bible says in John chapter 1, he came to his own and his own received him not. You know, sometimes your own family are the ones that reject you the worst. I had somebody contact me today through a text and they said, my two daughters have cut me off and won't have anything to do with me. Now, I don't know anything about this person. I don't know what caused it. I don't have a clue. But there again, this person was feeling rejected. I don't know what they did. I don't know what they didn't do. I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. I'm just only telling you, this person said, my two daughters have cut me off and won't have anything to do with me. So this person feels rejected. And that's why they were reaching out to me. So whoever you are, whoever you are, don't let the things that see you I'm, I'm, I, I want to rephrase that I want to rephrase that we need to learn how not to let what people say or do or don't do affect us now I got to start winding this down because we're nearing the end of the hour and I have to stop winding this down I felt, here's Deborah saying, I've felt so rejected lately by family and others, not sure if the Lord is letting me go through this. So I will realize He's everything I need. I have not felt uh, with anyone been so hurt. Well, see, hurt is a big deal, but as I said a minute ago, I've learned how to deal with hurt, regardless of where it's from or who it's from. A child, my, my children are wonderful. I mean, they, 
they they support me they they hold me up I mean I can't tell you how, how grateful I am for my children and, and my grandchildren but you know as I said earlier some of your greatest hurts can come from your family some of your greatest rejections can come from your family but you can you can let Jesus fill your heart so much that you can learn to deal with the hurt to where the hurt is not leading your life that the glory is overwhelming you the glory of God is overwhelming you and giving you victory over the hurt so whatever they have done whatever they have done it is not greater to you than what Jesus has done in you I'm say it again Whatever someone has done to you, don't let it be greater than what Jesus has done in you. See, think about what Jesus went through at the cross and the rejection that he went through. How do you think Jesus felt when Peter said, I don't know him, and begin to cuss and say, I don't know him. When Jesus came to his own, his own received him. How do you think? But Jesus didn't let the hurt stay in him. Jesus didn't let the hurt stay in him. So, as I close, I'm going to pray. I got so much more to say. I guess maybe. And see, I can't even have guests on, on Skype right now until we get computers. I got some guests that, that can share some things, just like last week. Wasn't that powerful with Bill Weiss sharing about his experience with hell? Now, I can't share on Skype until we get another computer. We need, we need two more badly. We still, one of the ones that crashed, we're still paying on it. We put it on the credit and we're still paying on it. And so if anybody wants to help us, if anybody, bless you, Calvin. It's good to see you, Calvin. It was good to see you last week over in Knoxville. But as, as I bring this to a close, as I bring this to a close, let God speak to you to help us purchase these new computers that we need. They're not, you know, we just wore them out. I mean, we've had them for a long time. We just wore them out. But I'm going to pray. And everyone that's got some hurt, some rejection, insecurity, lack of self-worth, lack of value, I want you to reach with all of your heart, like the little woman with an issue of blood. Take away the hurt and fill me with your love and forgiveness. I'm gonna believe that, Deborah, that, that what's been done to you, please, Deborah, listen, what's been done to you is not gonna be greater to you than what Jesus has done in you. You can come to the place to where he feels you so full that what they don't do or what they do doesn't occupy your thoughts, your mind, and your actions. But our actions are coming from doing the will of God. And when we do the will of God, we can love when we're unloved by others. God's love in us can help us love when others don't love us or treat us bad. And then the person told me I was ugly. Instead of it bothering me and making me angry, it just made me laugh. Father, you see every person that's viewing now, those that will view later. I pray, Holy Spirit, if they have experienced hurt, pain, a lack of self-worth, a lack of value, they've been abused, maybe it wasn't sexual, it may be physical, it may be emotional, but however that abuse came, whatever it did, however it has affected them, or whether it's just people that has just been rejected through words or been hurt by their family or hurt on a job or hurt in a church. 
I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that the peace, power, and anointing will come upon everyone in Jesus' mighty name. And the peace of God will flow through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me just close again with this thought, with this scripture in Isaiah 49. Can a mother forget the infant? Can a mother forget the infant at her breast, walk away from the baby she bore? But even if the mother forgets, I'd never forget you, never. So remember, God will never forget you. And the next verse, he says, I have one, one, one translation says he's tattooed his name on the back of his hand. One says, I have, his have your name. He, he has your name in the palms of his hands. So you're in the palm of Jesus' hands. He's got your name. He knows who you are. You're not alone. So be blessed of the Lord and whoever God's talking to whoever God's talking to. Help me so I don't have to, my staff does not have to struggle. We were several minutes late coming on. We didn't do the countdown because we're just barely, we're, we're, we're really limping to be on the air. We're really limping to be on the air because we do everything we do with quality. So somebody can help me. Somebody can help me. Uh... You know, if you send $5, $10, $100, somebody can buy a computer. I don't know what they cost, but they're expensive. So somebody, uh, just go to eoglobal.church. Just go to eoglobal.church, and there'll be a place to give there. Or you can go to donclowers.com, either one. Well, I've enjoyed tonight, and I've felt the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I know God's touched somebody. I know God's blessed somebody. So as I leave you tonight, I want to tell you I love you. I want to tell you I appreciate. Leave you tonight. I want to tell you I love you. I want to tell you I appreciate you that do support, you that do give. And some have slacked off, but I'm praying that God will give us more to make up the difference. Thank you. Thank you, Shirley. She said awesome teaching. Um, leave you tonight. I want to tell you I love you. I want to tell you I appreciate you that do support, you that do give. And some have slacked off, but I'm praying that God will give us more to make up the difference. Thank you. Thank you, Shirley. She said, awesome teaching. Um, Pamela's saying, wonderful tonight. Calvin, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Well, thank you, Calvin. I, it's a blessing to, to know that you're watching. Well, I got to go. I'm 10 minutes over time already. So if you can watch uh, Sunday morning, watch and I know you'll be blessed. Good night.